Alyssa. Samantha. Good to have you back. Thank you. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. My back is still quite sore, so, which is why I'm sitting so like rigidly. <laughs> but um, my strep throat is like, I feel like 100% better. Strep throat who? Yeah, exactly. I'm Never still matter. obviously taking my antibiotics because you have to take it for the whole time. Okay. Very important. <laughs> <a> medical PSA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, my symptoms are like gone. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, good to have you back. I mean, Matt was, it was nice to record with Matt, but significantly more editing. (laughs) My feelings were hurt a little bit at one comment specifically that said it was their favorite episode ever. (laughs) And I was like, out of the 37 that I've been on. (laughs) Well, more than 37. I don't even know what we're at now. 43. (laughs) But (laughs) we're at 44 total and you've been in 43. But also like we put so much time and effort into other episodes (laughs) and that episode was like literally just like bars on the floor we're just answering questions (laughs) i'm just kidding though i think that he did a really good job and uh i could see it's like it's fun watching you guys interact together and i get to see it all the time so i understand why people would be like excited obviously people get a glimpse into Alyssa's vision yeah (laughs) yeah it was what takes place in this house Uh, yeah no kidding um it was really nice what matt said about me though yeah yeah i did tear up a little i knew it i knew you would you know matt doesn't like really dole out like the the compliments or the niceties that often so it was like it was it was like he was gushing out of left field he had nothing bad to say he said (laughs) (laughs) i'm a glowing review of you as a tenant (laughs) yeah yeah i was like wow my tenancy is really secure right now (laughs) there you go i'm surprised he didn't bring up the sponge incident but that's i'm glad that we're past it it's fine (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) the purple cloth was on the floor though and that was i think triggering for him yeah Stuck at the office or traffic jam Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam Is that show you know A promo Just as an aside, I hit my toe on my stairs going down there just now and I really hurt it. It's hurting. Like on the cement? Yeah. But like it bent like backwards. Why would you ever tell me that? Oh, it hurts so bad. One time I did that at my dad's house and I actually ended up breaking my pinky toe, but it doesn't like feel broken. But Uh, (laughs) this is like, okay, so I hate feet. We will get into the podcast. (laughs) I hate feet so much. Um, And my parents used to own a deli. This coincides just wait uh, my parents used to own a deli and so I would work there and the back door to the to the deli was like this really heavy like steel frame um glass door and our floor was kind of uneven right by that door so like when you pulled the door open there was like a little bit of a gap between the floor and the door and the one day my dad like opened the door and like like the steel thing like flipped back his toenail and like cut his toe oh and then he was like screaming and he was like you need to put a band-aid on my toe and i was like oh god like this is like my worst nightmare like and his toe is like gushing blood and i was like trying to like put a band-aid over it i was like so like lightheaded (laughs) doing it and i was like i don't think a band-aid's gonna like hold this first of all (laughs) did he lose his toenail uh, I can't remember. I don't think so. Oh, wow. But my dad was like exclusively the person that got hurt at that deli. Like they were always like, don't hold the knife like that. Don't slice the cheese like that. Don't do this. Don't like they were always like so worried we were going to like hurt ourselves. And my dad was the only one. Like, do you but remember those cheese hurt. slicers where um, they're like a big like rotating wheel? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, the one day because there's a guard that goes around the back and my dad was cleaning it and he had taken the guard off and then he 
had it turned on and like accidentally grabbed the back of it. <laughs> yeah. Dude. He almost lost a fingertip that day. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I actually heard some pretty bad horror stories in like shop class of like, oh, yeah. like alum. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still losing my voice a little bit, but of alumni. Yeah. That it like fucked themselves up with like a miter saw. Um, no, in no world should we be trusting kids in elementary school with that. Yeah, I mean, this was in middle school for me. Was it a miter saw? No, it was a, what's the one that we all used in? Like the drill thing that goes. No, I can't remember what it is. It's not a seesaw. <laughs> a seesaw, right, yes. <laughs> anyway, I really liked shop class. It actually made me want to take auto. And then I took auto and um, I did not stay in it. But then a girl that I knew stayed in it and she dissected a transmission. There you go. Took apart. <laughs> dissected dissected like a transmission. <laughs> but my homeroom class was the auto shop and that teacher was so bomb. There you go. I loved him so much. I remember anyway. in my middle school, two things. Um, I had, I was using like the little drill thing where it's like you press down yep. and the drill comes down. Yep. Anyways, long story short, the drill bit um, like broke off midway through and like went like flying across, across the room. Were you wearing your safety goggles? I was. Okay. <laughs> but not everyone else <laughs> in the class was. <laughs> and it came mighty close to taking out an eye. Oh. Um, and then the other one, I think I might have told this in the podcast, but we were, I was welding. And so you have to wear these like super fucking heavy, like thick aprons that are like, I'm pretty sure metal. Yeah. Um, on the inside or something. But, yeah. Um, and then I, I couldn't like undo it around the back for some reason so I was like lifting it over my head and I like lifted it over my head and like went to go pull it down and just fully pulled down my pants I <gasps> pants myself no in front of Mike Shike. dude I, literally people talk about him and I have no idea who that is oh really I cannot picture him like e- how can you forget all. that name man <laughs> well I can't forget the name because people would like because people Mike thought Shike. he was like Prince Charming sort of thing I remember he worked at a gas station did he? Yeah, but like, I, again, I know so much about this kid and I don't know who he is. Never once crossed paths. No, I don't think we have. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, I have a story now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we're changing the episode. Fuck the topic that we were originally going in with. <laughs> this is just high school memories at this point. Yeah. Um, in grade 11 chemistry, which I was suggested to not take grade 12 chemistry, by whom? My teacher. <laughs> oh, that's a diss. That is fucking heavy shade. It wasn't like she full on was like, I suggest you don't take Chem 12. You you do not have a uh, a bright path forward in this. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell and you. And I really liked chemistry. I don't know. I was kind of sad, but like I really dropped the ball in chemistry. But anyway, um, my lab partner was also my biology partner. She was so smart, dude. Her name was Zoe. She was like, when I sat next to her in biology, I got an A because of that girl, okay? My good grades were like directly correlated to sitting next to her. She was unreal. And so she was my lab partner in um, Chem 11. And we were working with the Bunsen burners doing something. And you get like a safety speech, obviously, like when you're working with Bunsen burners. Our Bunsen burner lit like on fire at the tubing oh, and was like creating this like massive <laughs> fire at our station. And I literally just like stepped back and I was like, ah, 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 ah. I was like screaming and like did nothing. And Zoe was just like, like literally like leapt into action, like 
turned off the gas like she was supposed to like did everything off the gas like she was, did the things that we were just instructed to do <laughs> and i was like i was like in awe of this woman i was like oh my god like if that was me and like i don't know probably you i mean i'm not like no diss but like that's a diss that's shade <laughs> but like honestly like if your yeah. fucking bunsen burner is like a flame in this like school i don't know that i just i couldn't i couldn't do it and she just like leapt into action and stopped from it stopped it from spreading and everybody's like staring at us just like standing there like ah. <laughs> okay so we do not trust Alyssa in uh, fire related okay but interestingly enough when I was bartending at the cactus that you visited me at in Toronto <clears throat> uh somebody <laughs> drunk people do weird shit they had put a napkin like late like laying over the candle <laughs> Like, we had real candles on the bar top. Perfect. And we were so busy. We were, like, in the weeds, we call it. We were so busy. We were in the weeds. And I was on, like, a well, which is where you make the drinks, like, right where this had happened or whatever. So, anyway, this, like, um, napkin goes up in flames. And I literally, like, I think because I was just so in the zone, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. And I literally, without even looking, I was still making a drink. I picked it up by the only piece of it that wasn't on fire, (laughs) dropped it into the sink, turned on the sink, turned it off, and kept making drinks. So you need to be in a high-paced restaurant environment. Yeah. Casual <laughs> fine dining <laughs> to put out fire. Yes, I couldn't believe it. Like, the people sitting next to that person were like, oh my goodness, like, wow. And I, like, thought to like, my, no fucking problem. <laughs> I literally was just like, what just took over my body? <laughs> it was like mom reflex. Your chemistry 11. <laughs> I was Safety like, chat is this, what took over your body. This embarrassment will not happen to me again. Yeah, and to uh, to back up you shading me about what I would do or wouldn't do, um, I did one time, uh, I froze a juice box, grape juice specifically, okay. and then I cut the top, like kind of like open, and I was like, it was way too frozen to eat, so I was like, eh, I'm just going to like put it in the microwave. <laughs> but the inside of juice boxes, for those that don't know what Tetra packs are made of, there's like aluminum or so, like it's some kind of like metal on the inside. Okay. Um, and uh, long story short, I put it in the microwave and it lit on fire. And then um, it was like, just I was like watching it rotate on fire in the microwave <laughs> and I was like what the fuck like I didn't know what to do because I was scared the microwave was gonna explode so I just like ran away and I was calling to my brother I was like Stefan I was like there's a juice box <laughs> on fire in the microwave and he was like get it out and I was like with what <laughs> and then he ran into the garage and he grabbed a fucking hockey stick and like opened the microwave with the hockey stick and flung the juice box like flaming out of the fucking microwave where did it land in our kitchen okay yeah was it still on fire uh i think by that uh, like the <laughs> torque of it flying yeah. through the air and then it falling on the ground and like in its own juices it right. extinguished right okay well i mean that's positive that it was a liquid that yeah lit on fire i guess yeah it's amazing to me that we've been friends for 10 years we've had the podcast which we talk for an hour at each time and i still hear stories that i've never heard before <laughs> There just hasn't been a good opportunity yeah. for me to bring up <laughs> my juice. juice box issues. I remember doing that, though. Actually, lots of people put their juice boxes in the freezer. And in the microwave, I'm sure. No, no. I'm sure that I'm not the only one. Well, no, in the world, I'm sure you're not the only one. But that's definitely the shade. first time I've this heard it. This is shade. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of people. <laughs> I was but a child. Okay. No, that's fair. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, like, like maybe 11. Or no, not oh, okay. even. I was, think I was in sixth grade. How old are you in sixth grade? Twelve usually okay 12 (laughs) 
no no that's fair i thought you were like in high school <laughs> no which is like still honestly if something lit on the on fire in the microwave i'd probably call you to get mad <laughs> yeah that's uh, Matt. i still to this, i would have done nothing different yeah. if it was today <laughs> okay so that was just i guess like a little bonus that was just fun content yeah fun conversation so today we wanted to talk about this kind of like spurred from the gross things for the chicken what was it chicken soup for the gross things soul yeah um (laughs) the traveling story of me eating a fruit fly burger which by the way i was editing downstairs and sam was right next to me and a fruit fly landed in my mouth on my tongue like, I attract fruit flies somehow just into my mouth. That also came from South America. It was like, sup, bitch? <laughs> Central America. Central yes. America, okay. Yes, Belize, probably Mexico, maybe, don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, and so we were talking about, like, traveling stories and stuff like that. And so I thought that we could share some of our either funny or, like, embarrassing or just, like, interesting um, travel stories. I haven't traveled nearly as extensively as you, but I've been, I've been some places. I feel like you've traveled quite a bit. Yeah, I think for, like, a non influencer i've traveled quite a bit <laughs> you know influencers they jet set yeah <laughs> they're jet setters that's true that's true but when i was thinking of all my stories i realized that like they're all like funny or like awkward or whatever because i was drunk <laughs> that's fair so like most of my stories are going to be because i was drunk <laughs> the unfortunate truth is that most of my stories i am dead sober in, yeah so <laughs> i have nothing to go off of there yeah. <laughs> Anyway, do you have a story that you want to lead with? Okay, let me think about this. I'm like, oh, guard. I guess the first story that comes to mind, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if I've told this on the podcast or not, but it's a real gem. I was in Vietnam uh, with a friend of mine, Alana, and um, we had extended our trip. We were there for like a PR trip, but then we extended our trip and we went to like a different area. Um, and the first day we were both just feeling like really tired and whatever. So we were like, let's just like get massages and like chill. So (laughs) I think I remember this story. So we went into this, uh, the like spa in our hotel and they were like, oh, here, they gave us like little cloths (laughs) and robes. And then they gave us these like, I cannot even describe, just diapers basically. (laughs) Like they gave us these like thin cloth like full bottom like underwear like I've, I've had them give me like really thin like thongs and stuff like that before um but this was like covering my full butt like a pull-up yeah like you know like a bonnet it looked like that but for my bottom yeah it was the worst it was but we were like okay so um <laughs> we we're getting ready they led me into this one room and then they had alana they were walking her in a different direction and so when i went into the room they were like okay get changed and then we'll come in in a few minutes and i was like great and they were like lay on top of the table and i was like sure with your se- <laughs> seggy seggy like bonnet <laughs> underwear on um, and i was like okay and when i turned around there was two <clears throat> tables in there and i was like well that's different okay i was like maybe they're just they just put me in a couple's room whatever it's fine um because they were walking Atlanta in a completely different direction anyways long story short i got in the nude put on my fucking bonnet underwear laid down <laughs> like face down on the <laughs> on the table and then like literally seconds later alana walks in and she's like oh oh <laughs> god <laughs> and i was like ah oh god <laughs> i was like why would they do this to me and she was like i'm so sorry and then 
And then the chick came in and, to- and she was like, you're supposed to be under the blanket. You're supposed to be under the blanket. I was like, you told me to sit on top of the table. Like, I'm, I swear to God, she told me to sit on top of like the table, on top of the blanket. And I was like, that's unusual, but sure. Yeah. Anyways, Alana walked in on me and my saggy bottom underpants. And then you guys just got saggy bottom underpants massages together. You know, I can't remember if she ended up staying in the room or not. Um, because all that I recall, I had like a really bad ear infection right before mm. I left. Um, and it gave me like severe vertigo. <laughs> like I could not get out of bed, couldn't eat. Like it was so bad. Um, and then it kind of subsided enough where I was like, okay, I can go on this trip and it'll be fine. Um, but when I laid down to get the massage, I think like laying in that like position for some reason brought my vertigo back really badly. So I was just like hella nauseous, like about to fucking pass out from vertigo <laughs> like throughout the whole massage so honestly i moved past the bonnet underwear thing pretty, pretty rapidly quickly. yeah <laughs> oh gosh uh, but they oh yeah and then also that was the one where i've had so many weird massages um that was the one where they climbed onto the table and she just sat like like straddled me yeah I remember you telling the story about the the one massage. This was like years ago. Like I think we were nineteen, and she like <laughs> ripped your arm up. Oh fuck! And just like exposed your whole titty. That was the first. <laughs> that was the first massage I ever got, and it was fucking horrifying. Because like my friend was like, "Oh, it's the best. Like get the deep tissue massage, whatever kind of thing." I was like, "Okay." Um, and so the lady was like, "Okay, what are you what are you getting?" And I was like, "Whatever she got, I'm fine with." And she was like, "Deep tissue," and I was like, "Sure." Which is funny because you hate deep tissue. Fuck a deep tissue. That's why. Okay. Fuck that shit, dude. But like, I do not want someone like fucking like, it was as if she was trying to crawl into my body via like my pores. (laughs) Like, it was like the most like intense, like fucking backbreaking pressure ever. Um, I live for that. I hate it. And then, yeah, at one point she was like trying to stretch my arm, which normally like I really like, like when they massage your arm and your hand and stuff, like that's fucking just like underrated in a big way mm-hmm. um but she just like stretched my arm backwards like over top of my head and like I was obviously naked so my full like breast was exposed <laughs> to this woman it was so bizarre um and then she also like <laughs> again it's like when you've gotten massages a couple times it like gets less funny but like <laughs> when you're getting massaged for the first time and they start massaging upwards your thigh <laughs> <laughs> there's just nothing quite like having someone's like a stranger's thumb that close to your butthole like it's just I just don't think I've ever had somebody even go near oh she went full and like she was really like massaging my buttock yeah I don't think that's ever happened to me I've had them massage my buttock from the top like the very top buttock mm-hmm, area mm-hmm. never had them go from below yeah she went right in there thankfully I like that also keep doing that <laughs> keep, yeah. keep not doing that she was like she was like let me get some strain right in this like under ass area oh god yeah that actually reminded me of that girl in high school who said that she gave hand jobs but it was like yeah a massage I was literally just thinking about that girl yesterday yeah that's hilarious she was the first person uh in that drama class thing that was nice to me there you go yeah was that Lindsay Tessa oh Tessa thanks Tess that's right she was never there don't know where she was, but she let me use her locker. There you go. We shared a locker in there. What an, what an angel. She was an angel. Is an angel. I'm a doctor. Don't know where she is. Don't know her. <laughs> she could be a horrible person now. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure not. She was great at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh. Um, <clears throat> I wish I had like more crazy like travel stories, but gosh. Um, most of my sh- like weird shit that happens to me is like in an airport. Go on. 
So the first one I want to tell is like not really my story, but like I was there. So I feel the right to tell it. Fair. <laughs> so I was traveling with a boyfriend. Okay. Nondescript. <laughs> Nondescript. A boyfriend. And um, this boyfriend was like particularly horrible at airports. Okay. Like we traveled together so well. I can't even explain to you. Like we like got over fights so easily. Like no, like neither of us were really like picky. Like it was great once we got to the destination. But the airport, <laughs> it's as if he like lost his mind. It's as if he like took all rational thought and reasoning, left it in the cab. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this one time, <clears throat> I think we were going like, well, I won't say where we were going because then you could like piece it together. But anyway, we were going somewhere tropical and it, we le had left like really early in the morning. And even when we were checking in, like he couldn't find his passport. Like he didn't even give the person his passport and I was like you want to take out your passport bro <laughs> what do you think we're doing here um and like, I need that for travel <laughs> yeah and he was like sorry I'm just so tired and I'm like okay so I'm like traveling with a child then I guess <laughs> like my child um and we get through security this time everything's fine I mean he like he's had some I'll tell the <laughs> one security story in New York later <laughs> um we get through security okay everything's fine on the flight we have a couple drinks because I'm drinking back then and we get off the plane and we're standing at like baggage, the baggage carousel. And I'm like, okay, we're almost out of the airport. The stress is over. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. And this dog comes up to him and starts like sniffing at him. And he's like, oh, hey, look, look at this. And I'm like not paying attention. This dog is like a, oh, I've gotten in that trap before. <laughs> this is, I thought it was a narcotics dog. Okay. Oh, I thought it was too. That's, that's where this was Basically. Um, so I'm like, finally once I look over this dog is like jumping on him like onto his back like it's a big dog and he's kind of just like um pawing at his back not like attacking him but mm -hmm. just like alerting right and then the my boyfriend at the time was like hey look at this and then I looked and he started to like bend down to pet the dog he's like he loves me and I'm like oh don't 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 I'm like no 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 that's a that's a and then as soon as I'm like saying this um the whatever it is police or whatever come up to him and he's like i'm like freaking out at this point like neither of us are like you know drug users yeah. or anything like that like i i wasn't like worried but you just like never know you know what i mean yeah. it's just like what could you have possibly like picked up sort of thing like who was it, i hanging out with this weekend <laughs> yeah like is it a residue or something like that yeah. Anyway, I'm like, oh my God. And um, the police officer or whatever comes up and he's like, do you have any fruit in your bag, sir? <laughs> but my, my boyfriend at the time goes into his bag and pulls out like a squished brown mushed up banana out of his oh, bag. Oh yeah, I have this uh, banana though, same for banana bread <laughs> for the last three months in the bottom of my backpack. Is that what you're, is that what you're upset about? I literally, I like, I looked at him and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, why? How, why did you bring a banana to this place where we can't, like, you can't bring fruit to places like this? Like, you really, it's really even hard for Canadians to bring, like, fruit back from, back, the, yeah. back from the States and stuff like that. Like, we're in a tropical destination. Like, you didn't think, yeah. and he was like, oh, I just didn't think about it. <laughs> Perfection. I was like, oh my God. Anyway, thankfully, because you can still get fined for that. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, he just like confiscated the banana and <laughs> went on his way. But it, it was kind of like a running joke as well because... Um, <laughs> Uh, because he would like eat so many bananas and like we'd be trying to like leave the house and he'd be like hold on and then just like grab a banana quick but like also need to brush his teeth and like tie his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so 
And I was like, of course you brought a banana. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you though? <laughs> it's essential for traveling. <laughs> yeah. There was this other time we were in New York and he brought a full, not full, sorry, like a, a canteen of water. Through, try, tried to bring it through security and we were in new york like the security line is like massive yeah and um <laughs> it was like a nalgene bottle or something like that like a it, not like super expensive but like i don't know a bottle and um they were like you can't bring this through and like to me it doesn't make sense when people like don't want to dump out their water anyway because it's like it's water and you're so cl- literally you just like get through security you go to the other side you fill it back up exactly that's to me i'm like obviously yeah <laughs> and um they were like, you can't bring this through. And they, I guess they like wouldn't let him dump it out into the garbage can. Like he had to get, either get out of the line or like surrender the water bottle. And I'm already on the other side at this point. And he refused to give up the water bottle. <laughs> so he, like, oh my God. I would be like, just let it go. <laughs> so he was like, like super flustered and was like, ah. And uh, he had to get out of the lineup. And then I guess he like drank the water or something like that. And then like got back into the lineup, which was so long. Like, I think I was sitting there for like 20 minutes or something like that, waiting for him to come back through. Um, but he ended up keeping his Nalgene bottle. Thank but God. It's like, why wouldn't you just surrender it? One time I tried to bring a beer through by accident, actually. What? Oh, like in your carry-on? Yeah, but like by accident. It was in my, my backpack. It was when I was traveling back from Kelowna uh, to Saskatoon when I was working in Saskatoon and I had gone out the night before with some people but like in Kelowna a lot of the times you like go to somebody's house and you just like bring beers in your backpack or something like that like it's like <laughs> like a weird situation yeah. <laughs> so anyway um I just had it in like my the bottom of my backpack but like I'd gotten pretty drunk like I don't think I remembered really like much of <laughs> what I had packed um and so I was hung over like trying to fly back and my bag went through and then they like pulled it out and they were like did you mean to bring this through and i was like oh my god <laughs> it was like last night haunts me <laughs> it's so embarrassed because like i think that they knew that like i knew how to travel because i was like like because i i go through airports not now obviously but like i would go through airports all the time traveling with cactus so i was like i felt like a pro yeah sort of thing and they were just like ah <laughs> so embarrassed like everything you have a me. fucking brew at the bottom of your bag my flight <laughs> my flight was also like at 6 a.m or something so it's like i just have like a casual like breakfast beer in ew, my bag. Ew. a warm breakfast bud gross <laughs> anyway one time i uh this was like one of my first um trips basically ever i was like fairly young and um i i was bringing down my friend <laughs> my friend is um armenian she's armenian and so anytime she would come to my house she would bring presents and it was like very like customary like you come to me you bring me presents i come to you i bring you presents kind of thing um and so her mom had explicitly asked me <laughs> to bring a present for her okay. for herself for the mom okay. um and uh I was like, okay, so I I got this like ice wine, which like I would normally I don't drink, so I would yeah. normally never travel with alcohol. But I know my rights. Um and so I had it in my suitcase. Yeah. And um not my carry-on. And then I went through security and they were like asking me what I was doing, what I was where I was going, and all this kind of stuff. And it was like very like casual, normal trip. Like there was nothing like weird to like no red flags. And they were like, we need to pull you into secondary. And I was like, for what? Yeah. And then they pulled me into secondary. I couldn't go on my phone. They made me like seize my phone to them. 
kind of thing. Weird. Um, and then I just had to like sit there and wait. And there was like this clock that was just like. Like it's spooky. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Because like it was just getting closer and closer and closer to my flight. And I was like, oh my God, like I fucking need to catch this flight. And I was like, what's going on? Like no one talked to me. I just was like sat down in a chair. And I was like, what's going on? Like who do I talk to? Where do I go? And they were like, just sit there. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just sat there like watching this clock being like, what the fuck is happening here? They had pulled my suitcase off the line. And then he was like, do you have anything to own up to? And I was like, I don't think so. And then he like opened it up and he was like, there's ice wine in here. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, it's not like I'm not allowed to travel with ice wine. He's like, you claimed that there was no alcohol in your persons. And I was like, with my carry on, I don't have anything in my carry on. Like, I'm not coming onto the plane with it. Like, what goes underneath? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, because that's allowed to be in my thing. So I didn't, like, think to claim it. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Especially because you don't drink. So Because I don't drink, yeah. I wouldn't normally be traveling with it. And, like, it wasn't, like, on my person. So I wasn't, like, rem- like remembering that I had, like, my ice wine with me. Anyways, they, like, pulled my thing off the line. And then I was, like, the last person onto my flight. It was the worst. I was, like, so embarrassed. And, like, just, like, really, like kind of like shaken up because like I was younger and I wasn't like I was like what have I done like did I do something wrong yeah. like, oh fuck oh, I was really nervous though it was always oh, horrible yeah I used to actually travel with quite a bit of stuff because um I liked bringing back alcohol from like different places like mm-hmm. Denmark when I was traveling oh my goodness I have like such a funny cute story about Denmark I just remembered um uh they have fantastic breweries out there like for craft beer and stuff and um when I was getting on the flight in Copenhagen uh my grandma was like waiting at the gate and I'm like I, ha- I have to go they had like a pop-up shop for this one <laughs> grandma I, I gotta go get a beer to put in the bottom of my my backpack but it was it was weird because it was like a pop-up shop but they did it like duty-free style mm. but it was so annoying that I did this I think I had had a couple of beers by then too anyway um but it was annoying that I did this because I think I bought like two six packs for each of my um like regional bar managers or like my bar manager and so my regional annoying to travel with exactly that's why it was so annoying that I did this because I had to carry it as like a bag oh, <laughs> like two six packs yeah and I think we had a like a we had to change planes or something like that oh my gosh it was the worst dude I just yeah there was the one time um I think I might have told this when we were going through security I can't remember where I was even but there was this woman like arguing about wanting to keep a free complimentary bottle. Like it was a complimentary bottle of wine from her hotel. And she was like arguing at security because they were like, you can't take like a fucking like wine bottle, like a full sized wine bottle on the plane. Like, no. Um, and she was like, it was complimentary at my hotel. And they were like, <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> and she was like, why would they even give it out of the hotels if you can't bring it? And they were like to drink, drink at the hotel, at the hotel. Like, um, but I'm pretty sure they weren't like I can't remember where I was but they weren't like super fluent in English and she was like yelling Mm. at them in English and then like people behind us were like just oh just get rid of the wine like oh my god like you're holding up everybody because it was like in a connecting um I see thing like so like everybody like had somewhere to be like right now kind of thing and she's holding up this fucking line about you did not even pay for that wine yeah like this isn't even like a, a bottle that you paid super like a ton of money for in like some foreign like destination like you got this for free i can guarantee that's a five dollar bottle of wine (laughs) 
no kidding. <laughs> that you're like holding up everybody's flights for. Fuck off. Uh, oh my god, man. Oh, dude, airports are like this is just turning into an airport like horror po- story. But airports are like a truly a lawless place. It's weird because they there's so many strict rules, but like also it's like weirdly lawless. Yeah. Like especially like when I was drinking this was like my time to shine because nobody (laughs) knew if I was coming from home or like where I was going like did I just arrive from Australia and it's actually like 11 at night for me you don't know so it's like fine it's It's appropriate that I'm drunk right now (laughs) yes and I would like I was talking to our friend Nolan when I was dropping him off at the airport because I wanted him to get there early because like this kid likes to freaking leave it to the last second and he (laughs) oh my goodness the last time I dropped him off at the airport he knows he knows this okay this is not me like shading him behind his back okay I told him this already (laughs) he was like he was like stressing because we hit a little bit of traffic and he was coming to miss my flight and I'm like I told you we needed to leave earlier you didn't want to anyway so this time I was like just like grab a drink you know like we're gonna get there just like an hour and a half before your flight which is like what you're supposed to yeah (laughs) and you can like grab a drink he's like I can't drink on the plane or like drink before my flight and I was like what do you mean that was my favorite if I could pick a favorite time to drink it was before my flight one time I almost missed a flight because I was having such a ball. <laughs> I, I Surprisingly, like, I've never been that person that was, like, too drunk to get on a plane. I think just because, like, I handled myself swimmingly on, like, six beers. But they called <laughs> This is so embarrassing. They called us to our flight, but the lineup was so long that I went back... <laughs> Like they were, they called my zone, okay? But like the lineup for like, fuck it. I did. I went back and got a full pint of beer at the bar that I was just sitting at. And I was drinking it. And then they called my name over the page. (laughs) They were like, Alyssa, can you put down that goddamn Budweiser? And get on your flight. Thank you. <laughs> and it was, for some reason, I always left out of, like, that specific thing. And so the bartenders there, like, they were really nice. And I feel like they, like, recognized me. So they would, like, oh. <laughs> that's never good. No. <laughs> Especially at a place like an airport. Like, that's the last place you should be recognized as a regular customer. <laughs> at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, they were super nice to me. So I was, like, having a good time. Like, I don't, probably four pints in, you know. This is a lot. Anyway, I did make it on that flight, but like, imagine like reeking like Pilsner (laughs) and they're like calling your name over the mic. They like, it's like fresh on my breath. (laughs) Sort of. of 9 (laughs) a.m. I did that one time when I was coming to visit you in LA. I, um, I had like a drink before I got on the plane and then I didn't, I forgot like how long the flight from Toronto to LA is. It is. It's pretty long. It's such a bitch. So like they, I had this problem where like if somebody, <laughs> if somebody offered me to buy a drink, I just, I had to like saying no was, it was like not an option. Yeah. So I didn't realize they were going to come around quite so often. <laughs> and so every time that they came around, I would order a beer. But I also, I also was the person who would never just order the one <laughs> because I didn't know if they were going to come back. So I would order two. <laughs> You're sitting there with like 12 beers like at your feet. And I had, I think I probably had like, I don't know, maybe like four or five like tall boys on this fucking flight. Okay. Like maybe that's a stretch, but I know that I, they came around twice and I ordered two each time. And then I had like one at the airport. Anyway, we were like, I knew that we were getting close to landing and I got up to go to the bathroom and I like got into the bathroom and I was kind of like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I forgot how many beers I ordered just now. And I was like coming to see you and I was like, Shh, I need to sober up a little. <laughs> I'm gonna come Is to- anyone walking around with coffees or 
going on? I'm gonna like come to the hotel and you're like dead sober and I'm like shut Hey. I did it. I was fine because the drive there was actually like quite long. But I was like, oh, shit. Gave you a little bit of extra time. <laughs> and then you you were coming like home from dinner and I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> it's so funny because like, I like, I can hardly remember a time where you drank now. Yeah. Like it's so, because I don't think that you would drink like extensively around me anyways normally. No. So like, I didn't That's why like, I was ever... so stressed. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's so funny because like, I couldn't. Like, like, I would never think that you were drinking before that. Quite that much. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Like, I could really, really hold my own until, like, a very specific point. Mm. And, like, like hold my own really well with a lot of alcohol. But then it was, like, even just, like, and my one sip too much. Yeah, my girlfriend, Jen, she said that to me when we were in Vegas. She's like, it's crazy. You can take down so much alcohol and you're absolutely fine. And then it's, like, there's the one. <laughs> but then it's like it's not even that I go from like being basically dead sober to like I'm drunk now it's like dead sober to like you're holding like me belligerent up. yeah yeah and like my like skirts riding up and I'm like <laughs> uh, anyway no I always um I always only had like one or two drinks when I was around you <laughs> yeah there you go on purpose <laughs> yeah Oh, fun times. Oh, you drinking before flights was me eating before flights. Oh. I just, like, pack in as much food as I possibly can. Yeah. That's, I feel like, what I have to do now. I mean, airports used to be, like, my favorite place in the world. Nolan was saying it stresses them out, and I'm like, no, they're, like, that's my Disneyland. (laughs) I don't, like, the thing is, like, in theory, I like the idea of, like, showing up early, whatever kind of thing, like, but the food, like, isn't that good at airports, so... My my love of airports surrounded only alcohol. Yeah. I don't like them now. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing nice about them They're to me now. They're not that fun. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, do you have uh, another travel story? Hmm. Just a quick moment to thank today's sponsor, which is... Skillshare. (laughs) If you guys don't know what Skillshare is, Skillshare is an online learning community where you can take thousands of classes, anything from writing to creativity, photography, um, languages, merchandising. Yeah, yeah. I like where this is going. I like where this is going. Uh, One of their top classes right now, it's a newer class um, that caught my eye Mm -hmm. for no particular reason. Okay. Uh, it was called Design Great Stuff, How to Make Merch. Oh. Um, yeah, it's taught by Aaron Draplin or Draplin, not sure. He's like a graphic designer. This class is a big one. There's, there's 17 different like little episode things. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have to like, I'm thinking, listen, I have my wisdom teeth coming out. Right. I'm going to be down and out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I learn how to do merch. Mm-hmm. During that time, hopefully I absorb it. Right. Whilst on the painkillers. <laughs> and then what do we do with that information? I don't know. You know, as, wh- wh- what could we use merch for? I don't. Well, we, I just, yeah. It's, we just don't have any like projects that. Right. We could release merch with. But anyways, the class looks fantastic. <laughs> That's going to be my next, uh, next one to jump into. 
I, I just love Skillshare so much. I know that you guys know this and like it's become like a running joke. <laughs> like mm, Melissa loves Skillshare. This is the thing, you guys. It's I just think that it's so it's so cool that you can learn these things and like at your own pace and like you can speed it up or like slow it down like that. I really like that option that you can like speed up the class if you feel like you know they're talking too slow that's something that I don't like about taking classes outside of Mm. the home you know what I mean like usually they have to teach to the like the slowest learner exactly and that's not that I'm like the fastest learner but I just like the option I'm just brilliant in every area because (laughs) I've been on Skillshare for so long but I just (laughs) I mean truly I'm learning so many things but I just like that option that I can like speed it up if I'm if like my brain is just on on one that day or if I like you know maybe I'm like having a rough day I can just listen to it at like half speed (laughs) well and that's that's the thing that I like too because I took a couple of their photography classes and so that was the thing I liked too because I could kind of go back and like pick out the things that I just wanted to like brush up on quickly right like if there was just like one small part that I was like ooh, what was like that thing about then I would kind of just like jump back and like go back to that one like single little episode right and I mean nothing's cheaper than free so (laughs) if you guys want to explore your creativity and get two free months of a premium membership at Skillshare you can go to skillshare.com slash approachable that's skillshare.com slash approachable for two free months of a premium membership with Skillshare thank you so much Skillshare What were we just talking about? We were talking about how you hate airports now because you don't drink. And now they're the worst. Yeah, they are the worst. Um, (laughs) When I went to Australia, sorry, I promise I'll stop telling drinking stories. (laughs) When I went to Australia, the thing I wanted to do the most, I actually called you and told you this while I was in Australia was walk across the Sydney Harbor Bridge, the top of the Sydney Harbor Bridge, because of the Mary Kate and Ashley yeah. movie. <laughs> our lips are sealed. Like, I specifically, <laughs> our lips are sealed. Yeah, I I had to watch it before I even did this again to like full circle the moment. And I like, I I remembered it being so much more than it was, but it it I still just needed to have it done. You know what I mean? Like it was like a bucket list sort of thing I needed to check off. Anyway. I think it actually was on my bucket list. I can't remember. Um, But (laughs) this was like so important to me. It was like, number one, if nothing, if everything else goes wrong on this Australia trip, I have to walk across the Sydney Harbor Bridge. The Mary Kate and Ashley moment needs to happen. (laughs) Absolutely. It was like um, Sydney Opera House was big for me, but like Sydney Harbor Bridge was was more. Bigger. It was bigger. Um, So we had like planned to do this at the end of our trip, which was like fine with me. I was like, okay, as long as, and that was the thing, like the person I was traveling with was like, do you mind if we do this? Do we do it? Like if we like change up the plans, I'm like, yes, absolutely. We need to get back to the Sydney Harbor Bridge. (laughs) So the bridge, very, very important. (laughs) Let's not forget. So anyway, we had left it till like the last couple days of the trip to do this Sydney Harbor Bridge excursion. And the day of, I was like so fucking pumped. I was so excited to do this. I was like, hell yeah, this shit was like $500. It was outrageously priced. What? Dude, I, I could have never prepared for how expensive it was to climb the Sydney Harbor Bridge. For why? I I don't know if it's like a liability thing. Like if they have to have like such high liability insurance that it costs them that much money or like what it is. It's so expensive. Damn. Yeah. What and was it's, that budget on that Mary-Kate and Ashley freaking movie? Yeah, because they also did it like they closed down the company like from anybody else being there while they were on oh, it. Oh, wow. And they also rented out Luna Park. 
Luna Park was also another one that I like really needed to get to, which I did get to go to um, because of Mary Kay and Ashley also. Um, anyway, so it was very expensive. It was like this big thing. And beforehand, we went to get lunch. So I'm pretty sure also when I was on vacation, like I had no guilt for drinking. Like when I was at home, guilty as charged, okay? But when I was on vacation, it didn't bother me to like get up and have a drink. And like, I didn't feel like anyone was judging me at all. So I was like, let's get lit. So I think we had probably gotten up and like had drinks with breakfast or something. And then um, this bridge walk was at like 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. or something. Well, no, because the sun was going down when we came back down. So it must've been dinner that we had. Um, But we just stopped like close to the bridge and had like a burger and a beer. And I think we had like two or three beers, okay? But <laughs> let me clarify, <laughs> a burger and three beers. <laughs> yeah, I really, really liked beer. Um, and then we made our way to the Sydney Harbor Bridge because you have to get there like super early to get like fitted for your harness and stuff like that. And like, it's just this whole thing. Um, actually like, <laughs> it's a lot less easy than you would think. It's like a, a big commitment, but um so we get there, I think like an hour goes by, maybe like an hour and a half or whatever, thank goodness. Um, and we finally like get fitted. It takes like so long for them to do like the briefing and the demonstrations and stuff. You actually have to like clip yourself onto this thing. Like it's like a fake. Is it not just a fucking bridge? No, it's like, it's high as fuck up. Hold on. You walk across the this. crest of it. Sam <sighs> needs to look at the Sydney Harbor Bridge. Even when you first called it an excursion, I was like, you're what, you're, it's a, it's a bridge. No, no. You, like, walk through... Oh, so you walk on the high part of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they tell you shit about how the bridge was made. It was actually really cool. $500, though? Don't know. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. $500 for me to walk? Yeah. <laughs> it's a trek, too. Especially after you just drank three beers. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, we get through, like, the safety demonstrations and stuff like that. They put you into this room. There's only, like, eight of you that go on at a time. Because I think there's, like, only two guides. Like, one in the front, one in the back. And... <laughs> everything's like almost ready to go like we're just about to get changed and these bitches come in with a breathalyzer oh fuck (laughs) they're like hold on we just need to make sure you guys weren't having burgers and beers before this this was nowhere on like any booking any like before you go list on any travel site in the mary kate ashley movie (laughs) mary kate ashley let's just (laughs) breathalyze you first are you joking me this was nowhere they walked in with that thing and i literally was like (laughs) went rigid (laughs) dude i was pissing my pants i was like so fucking scared and like for some reason it was like as if like a police officer had pulled me over like that's how like anxious i was but like at the end of the day they just like wouldn't let you go sort of thing would they give you your money back probably not no and that was the thing they said before they breathalyzed us dude before they breathalyzed us they said um if if you don't pass the breathalyzer like if you go over the legal amount then um you don't get to do the bridge walk and you don't get your money back because they can't fill your spot like you're literally about to do the bridge walk and uh they breathalyze everybody and i didn't realize this but like the breathalyzer doesn't like really do anything to alert the the breather yeah (laughs) that like you've gone over or whatever anyway they're calling all of these names and they don't call mine and and the person I'm traveling with. And they're like, okay, you guys can go in. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we're sitting in this room on these like little oh, cubes. Oh, God. And they're like, okay, so you just went a little bit over the breathalyzer. Okay, so you guys are drunk, <laughs> unfortunately. 
and they were like um they were like so and just kind of like did the lean in thing and i was like oh like we just like had a beer right before we came like literally right before we came so it's probably just like still in our system but it was just like a beer with lunch and they were like okay okay you guys can go i was like literally are you joking me if this if, if, this, if those were the three beers that brought you down dude i was shitting my pants i like it was so embarrassing when everybody else got to go put on their fucking harness and like me and this person are just pull you aside to slap you on the wrist oh my gosh it was just it was just horrific and like honestly when we got there like two hours beforehand i was a little buzzed but like at this point i felt like really normal right but i think over there like the the drink nothing sobers you up like someone pulling you off to the side (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah shame you for your alcohol consumption yeah well and like i i think i was like points 0.06 0.06 or something like that or 0.07 it was like 0.05 you had to pass or something um and I understand why they have that in place that makes so much sense like you can't have a bunch of drunk people like that fucking high up in mm-hmm. the air like Jesus Christ um but I don't know why it didn't like occur to me like yeah I like obviously if I'm like going to drive or something like that a hundred percent but like it didn't I didn't think of like walking, walking. Yeah. <laughs> like this wasn't really like calculating how long it was going to take for this oh, to fuck. metabolize for me to walk across this bridge. I don't think oh. I ever heard that story. Really? I, I was so. probably too embarrassed to tell you <laughs> that I almost didn't get to like do my bucket list because I had a beer. I really like that your bucket list corresponds with like Mary Kate and Ashley. Ashley movies. Too often. Yeah. Too often it does. I really wanted to but go But, like, to, not as, like, a 14-year-old. No, as, like, a 26-year-old yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to go to the Bahamas because of Holiday in the Sun. The fact that you can even name multiple... I cannot. <laughs> Billboard Dad, another great one. I wanted to become a, a diver because of Billboard that. Billboard Dad? Billboard Dad. Yeah, they put their dad on a billboard so that he could get a date. And this was, like, a, a... This was enough of a premise to have a full movie out of it? Yeah, and then they meet these boys, and they're, like, divers. Like, good, like, diving board divers. Um, Love them. What else Love happened? a good diving board diver. <laughs> Someone was, like, at an art shop. They had, like, an art... An art... And maybe the dad was an artist. No, the dad's got a lot going on for himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. hmm Oh, another one that was really great was... Um, oh, shoot. Now I'm going to break my streak. What was the Paris one? can't remember do you have billboard aspirations due to billboard dad do i have billboard aspirations actually no i i i think it would be cool if like that one didn't resonate with you no well but like i wanted to be a diver out of that one okay i wanted to learn how to like dive off of like the tall diving boards because of that dive off of the sydney harbor bridge no 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 (laughs) i actually i asked them when we were walking across the sydney harbor bridge if there were sharks in the harbor and they were like oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if that's how an australian yeah, i'm usually good perfect. with an australian accent oh yeah no i don't know how to do it oh <laughs> my australian accent's not as good anymore it used to be great it went sideways with a strep throat yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah they were just like so casually like oh yeah 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 there's absolutely there's yes. sharks in there I think underneath they, our feet currently i asked if there were great whites and they said no but i think they said bull sharks or not usually i think they said but then they said bull sharks mm-hmm. and we went to also i wanted to go to manly beach because of um uh our lips are sealed also and also yeah anyway a lot of a lot of things coincided with american ashley but when we went to manly um there were people like on their boats like out 
a ways like their boats were tied into the buoys or whatever mm. and um there were people just like casually paddle boarding there and this is like the open ocean in australia <laughs> and i asked the person i was with i was and they had lived there and i was like is this like safe and they were like no no not at all <laughs> <laughs> like because it wasn't like actually the beach right like this was like we were on like a ferry yeah coming in it was like the open ocean. <laughs> um, when I was in Bora Bora, we went like swimming with sharks. They're like super relaxed there about the weirdest shit, like really rigid about some things and then like really, really relaxed about other things. So we had gone out and there was like a bunch of us um, and they were like, OK, well, there's like sharks below us. So if you guys want to go swimming with the sharks, then you guys can hop in now. And we were like, okay, like a bunch, like there were a few people that were like, oh, absolutely the fuck not. But there was a lot of people that were like, sure. So we like strapped on our shit and like fucking went you, down. You were one of those people who was like, why not? Well, I just have to say that like, I'm not scared of animals, like basically right. in any capacity. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. I was like in there like a fucking dirty shirt. <laughs> so I was in there swimming around with little sharks and stuff like that. And then we came back up and someone was asking as I was coming back up, <laughs> I heard like the one guy talking to the tour guide and he was like, so what type of sharks are those? And he was like, oh, they're whatever. I want to say maybe they're black tip sharks or something. Um, and he was like, oh, so th so they're like friendly. And he was like, oh, super dangerous. <laughs> and we were like, uh, and I was like getting out of the water like a little bit quicker than before. <laughs> like I was like, why would you not? say to us like important? they're actually like ooh yeah really into human flesh <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell us shit and then also we were in this other area um because they found like a pod of like stingrays i don't know if you call it a pod they found a bunch of stingrays and so we were in there with them which are dangerous in their own right um you know steve Irwin didn't have a good time okay but i can tell you why after why not now Okay, because I didn't want to interrupt your story rudely. Okay, well, then I'll just be quick because okay. it's quick. Um, but anyways, we were, I was recording with my phone. I think I might have told this in the podcast, but I was recording with my phone underwater, <clears throat> like the stingrays and stuff like that. And then we were in shallow water. So it was like maybe up to like my, like just under my shoulder kind of thing. And, um, and then I was like looking back at the footage and there was like just uh, two sharks that were also just circling around our group. And like nobody noticed while we were there. Um, and then the same thing happened. I was like underneath, like, like actually underneath the water with my phone. Um, and then like, same thing. It just like went right past me. And it, like, I wasn't like paying attention to my surroundings. So I was looking at my phone kind of thing. <gasps> and it just went right past me. And I was just like, Ooh, dude, was yeah. this the same, like the black tip sharks or whatever they were? I don't think these are the black tip ones. They okay. were different. Tell me about Steve Irwin. Okay. So, um, I can't remember part of the story, but when I was in Belize, we did this like excursion um, that was like snorkeling and it was actually like very like intensive. Like it was really, really cool that they, they were really like into it. Anyway, he was telling us about stingrays because we were in this part where again, it was like shallow water, but it was like far out still. Mm. And like he, a sandbar kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, we're going to swim with stingrays and sharks. And um he was explaining why people think that stingrays are scary and like dangerous. And he was talking about Steve Ir Irwin and he said that Steve Irwin had like made a couple of like really big mistakes when during that day, um, because you're supposed to hold stingrays with like their mouth toward you mm. because the stinger is on the back. And yeah. if I guess if they like get scared or they feel like they're being attacked or something like that, that's when they'll shoot out their stinger. Um, and he said that it like very rarely happens because they're like so docile. Yeah. And um, so he said the first thing is that Steve Irwin was holding it the wrong way, the wrong way, 
but he was also holding the stinger so that it like was directly like into his heart like it so not only did the stinger sting him but it went like i don't know if it was through his heart or like a artery or like what arteries are like in your heart i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean i'm not a fucking scientist i do that all the time (laughs) but anyway so he Uh. um and i guess the stingray like got spooked or something happened or whatever but um yeah he was holding it backwards and then he was also holding it so that the 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 stinger was was right there yeah. yeah they said like either one of those things it probably would have been obviously like really detrimental um but those two combined it was like obviously yeah um um, anyway, yeah, we got, we got to all pet these beautiful stingrays. They were so cute, but... Dude, I love them. They're so sweet. They're like little sea puppies. They're so, so sweet. Yeah, I, I love, love them, them so too. much, and they're so soft. Um, but I swam with sharks, too, but they weren't... Like, literally, you wouldn't... You would look at them, and you'd be like, that's a shark. <laughs> that's a shark. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, this this big... Like, maybe, like, a f- subway... Double subway sandwich. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, two feet long. And... Uh, really sweet i feel like somebody said they were nurse sharks but i could be wrong in nurse saying that. sharks yeah mm. but anyway they were like just super sweet little sharks and, yeah and they did like throw chum into the water which is like terrifying but whilst you were in there i don't know if it was beforehand to like summon them or like what <laughs> summon the sharks yeah but it was actually that was was really really cool um going and doing that that snorkeling adventure um there were a lot of really cool fish and then I think we saw like one type of sea urchin or something like that that like if you touched it you'd be like fucked mm. and we saw it like three times and I was mm. like this is scary a little too close yeah this is like <laughs> oof. yeah the thing that I really liked about um Bora Bora was that um the, like we would like like you'd have to go looking for the animals because like I've been in other places where like yeah, you can go swimming with dolphins and sharks, but it's no, like it's yeah. because they're in an aquarium or right. like you know whatever. Um, but I thought that was really cool because we actually had to spend quite a bit of time um, boating around to find where sharks were, like at that moment, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, in Belize, it was it was in the ocean. Yes, I'm really bad with like sea slash ocean shit. Geography is not my strong suit. Um, but we were in the ocean, but they had like they kind of like understood the patterns of the fish so Mm. they knew like okay stingrays are probably going to be here and like the sharks are probably going to be over here sort of thing um but that was really cool i really really like belize actually i'd love to go back yeah so beautiful um speaking of patterns that's uh when we were in we went to like a few different countries in africa i can't remember what the specific country we were in for like the migration of the wildebeest but they like track their pattern around so then you go at specific times if you want to see like the crossing which is like the thing um so there's like a big river like that divides the one um not safari um and so the all like literally thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of these wildebeest like line up like along the river kind of thing in this like huge pack and they stand there for fucking hours hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and then one goes and then they all start going at once it was the most like bizarre thing ever like it was just so weird that it just took like one like dipping their toe in and then everyone was like okay fuck it like let's go <laughs> like, they all would like run at once it was so fucking bizarre man did you see the first one um i saw two uh two crossings but did you see like the first um i don't think we did did we were there for like actually six hours the one day waiting for the crossing um i remember the one for sure we were already there 
So I think that like, because I was like taking pictures the whole time as well. And so I think that we did see it for that one, like kind of where it first started. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the other one, because also like you can't have too many um, of like the the jeeps like in the safari at once so they'll only take out like a specific amount of groups and then you also can't be too close to each other because they don't like you to crowd around the animals Mm -hmm. so they have to communicate with all the other like safari um groups like organizations kind of thing about where you're allowed to be so we were like for the second one that i saw we were all on this hillside um and all the jeeps were kind of like dotted throughout the area and then um someone came over like the the speaker to say that it had happened like they started crossing and all these jeeps were like <laughs> like they were all like people were like falling like, like <laughs> down in the jeeps like when they were standing up like trying to see it and then they were like all falling because the tour guides were just like, <laughs> like kicking it in the high gear like to fucking bring us all down there so then they like sped us all down there um to like the river border so that we could all watch that's so cool yeah it was neat here's my question for you after hit, all those stories me. that were like really not that much about traveling but like traveling too yeah <laughs> just getting there was the main part sorry about that guys mm-hmm. um out of all of the places that you've traveled what was your favorite and why okay i would normally always like jump and say japan mm-hmm. but this is this is my thing with traveling i when i'm traveling i'm not like I guess that I'm just like there I'm being present kind of thing so I'm not like as um like nostalgic or like feeling as like sensitive towards the place but then when I leave the longer that I'm gone the more that I look back fondly Mm. and I'm like oh that was actually really really cool so I would be inclined to say like the different countries that we went to in Africa because each of them were so different they had different animals the landscape was so different and stuff like that so I like look back at that whole trip that we did really fondly now um but at the time like it was it's, it's just super time consuming to travel around that continent and you have to take like tiny, tiny, tiny little planes between different mm. countries. And, yeah. um, and, and so it was like a real process when we were there. Like we took something fucking ridiculous, like 18 flights or something within yeah. the three weeks. So it was like an overwhelming trip. Yeah. Um, but the more that I'm, the longer that I'm away, the more that I look back fondly. So I would say probably, yeah, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the three. Bora Bora, Japan, are the places that we went in Africa crazy yeah what about you but okay so tell me why Bora Bora and why Japan like obviously like there's so many different things but like maybe give me like one from each yeah so well first of all in Africa I think Kenya was probably my favorite location we went to um and that was just like it was just so cool to see those animals like in their natural habitat up close kind of thing it was just like incredible and I um like I, I had a really fun time taking pictures there. Like if I could go be a wildlife photographer, I would. You can. I know, but not really. I don't feel like I can make money off of it. But that was like the most relaxing, enjoyable thing ever. Um, so that was that. And then Bora Bora was just like, I've said it before. It's like a fucking screensaver. screensaver. Like it's the most unbelievably like naturally beautiful like Mm -hmm. paradise like the water's so fucking clear like so teal blue like it was just like stunning like we every day that we were there we were like I cannot believe we're fucking here yeah like it was amazing um did it smell good like did the air smell good it smelled hmm kind of like clean and like salty I guess yeah you're like surrounded by water I love Um, the way the different different places smell yeah um but that place was just really cool. And same thing there. Like, it was cool, like, being able to, like, see all the different wildlife in its 
little habitats. Um, and then Japan, because everything it's so cool like you i just Japan. i i love like all the like little shrines like you can just walk anywhere and you'll like come across like really cool little areas and shrines and different stuff like that um the culture is really neat uh the food's awesome like it's just and and even like um the people there were so like gracious and so kind to us and like um would really like go out of their way to try and speak English with us, which they do not have to do at all, obviously. Like, we're in their country. Yeah. Um, but they would, like, go out of their way to, like, practice English with us and stuff. And it was just, um, just like, a really enjoyable experience overall. Yeah. But hit me with your favorite places and why. Oh, it's so hard because, like, I have... Spe- all the places. <laughs> yeah. I have specific things in each place that, like, were so special to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think, number one, as you know... My favorite, yeah, Iceland. <laughs> Honestly, like Iceland is is so beautiful. It's it's pretty. It's very otherworldly. I, absolutely, mm-hmm. exactly. It's just like it's nothing like I could have ever imagined. It wasn't something that I grew up thinking about, like a travel destination, like a, yeah. a trip to Iceland. Um, but it was absolutely stunning. I had such a great time. I went with my grandma. Um, it was just so beautiful. The people were very. Um, to the to the point (laughs) and I I loved it I was like yes my people yes my people and it like true and like the same in Denmark honestly they were like that as well like they were kind but they were like you know this let's do it Mm -hmm. sort of thing and I just really respected that because they were never rude they were just like matter of fact yeah um and they were really passionate about their history and stuff like that and I'm sure that it was because I took a lot of like um like excursions with them and stuff like that and so that's like their their job but you you can kind of tell when things are rehearsed and when people are they feel like strongly about passion- what they're talking about. Yes, yeah. and I took a a fourteen hour bus ride. I took it was seven hours there, seven hours back. Um, and this woman talked about the history for like most of the time. She's like at the she's like. let me launch into this 14 hour history lesson I'm about to give you it was wild and actually I didn't um know that Denmark did some pretty horrific things um Mm. to Iceland and so it really like opened my eyes honestly and it was really really um interesting to learn about because I'm like so interested in like my heritage of being like Danish um so yeah that was really crazy to learn about but I just really love Iceland so much like if I could go back tomorrow I absolutely would yeah 100% love it there um I mean, I, I really, I really appreciate every trip that I've been on. Going to the Tikal, um, the Mayan ruins in Guatemala, <clears throat> excuse me, that was amazing. Um, it, I really like seeing how like people lived. Like mm-hmm. I'm not super huge on um, like art and stuff like that. Like I respect it, but it's not the same to me as like going to a palace yeah. or like a, a like r- the ruins and stuff like that. Like I really like hearing about and like seeing people's like rooms and stuff like that so the, yeah. the tikal was amazing we got to climb up um a, a mayan temple and watch the sunrise over the jungle very majestic unreal little ridiculous when we had to wake up at 2 a.m <laughs> to get in the bus to go there <laughs> but and when we were walking across i didn't realize but there were like giant spiders walking across in front of us and they told us later Ooh. because they were making noise and we were like what's making noise and they were like oh it's just the ants they were spiders. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's just those fucking gigantic spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Because um, it was pitch black when we were like walking into the jungle. Um, so <laughs> it was pretty spooky. And there were howler monkeys um, that were awake. And 
little known fact, I can't remember what dinosaur they, I think it might have been the T-Rex, but that's what they used for the sound effects in Jurassic Park was howler monkeys. They're fucking terrifying. Yeah. The sounds. I want to say that I traveled to somewhere where there was like monkeys and like the sounds they make are not fucking normal. It, well, and like especially at like 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little spooky. Um, so that was like amazing. Um, going to Fredericksburg Castle in Denmark was unreal. It was it's such like a beautiful, beautiful castle. Um, I think we went to Amalieborg as well. No, I'm wrong on that one. There was another one that we went to that was really beautiful. Can't remember the name though. Mm. Um, and then you and I, when we were in Paris, we went to the Palace of Versailles. Yeah. Unreal. I think like Sam is such a good sport. Like I literally take so long in castles because <laughs> because I get like the the audio guide. She needs to soak it in. Yeah, and I'm not a person who like fast forwards the audio guide. Like I'm listening <laughs> to the whole audio guide. Um and I really like that the hallway of mirrors was obviously Yeah, it was gorgeous. So gorgeous. But also seeing Marie Antoinette's like reconstructed bedroom, unreal. Yeah. Uh really loved that. And um, I had one more, and now I'm forgetting. Palaces. They, they had some dope fucking rugs. <laughs> like that you were like into the rugs. Yeah, they were dope. I like I like learning about history. Yeah. Yeah, through that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I, I'm sure like the Louvre is like, like that for a lot of people. The Louvre mm. was cool. I was really excited to see the Mona Lisa. Starry Night really got me for some reason. I know, I know. I had the same fucking experience. That's yeah. at MoMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we saw that when we were in New York, but um, Mona Lisa didn't give me the same thing for some reason. I think just because it was like so far away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about Starry Night too, because you can get so close to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like really cool to see like the brush strokes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But palaces for me are like, that's, man, Number that's one. where it's at. Yeah, 100%. I, you could literally like, I don't think I'll ever see enough. All right. Let's so, go on a, let's so go on a cool. palace tour. Yeah. Grand Palace Tour. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I I like everywhere. I really like New York for different reasons. I liked I Australia was a really, really cool trip. It was really, yeah, it was really nice to go over there. Um, I mean, my whole Central America trip was really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Nicaragua, I was like, oh, like so surprised at how much I loved it there. Do you find that you're kind of the same that like you look back more fondly like at once after you're out of it? Yeah, except for Iceland. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. every day in Iceland, my grandma and I would sit down at the end of the day and just like gush. That's how we were in Japan. Mm. Like every time we've been to Japan, it's it's been like that. Um, but I think that part of it is that like um, because it's like super Western there and it's like very similar, like it's really easy to get around. It's like really um, like there's uber there there's like Mm. all that kind of shit so it's like very like accessible and easy and like not as um like whereas like you know when we were like in vietnam and stuff like that there's like language barrier it's a little bit harder to get around like it's like a little bit more disorienting i think Mm -hmm. um and so i think that that's those are the those are the places that i look back fondly after the fact because i'm like the stress of like getting around aside Mm -hmm. this was really cool this was really cool you know what I mean yeah I think that's what I liked about my trip to Central America because we took it kind of day by day Mm. and the only stress was like when I almost got left at that rest stop in Guatemala yeah that was stressful that doesn't do it no but other than that like it was fine and Jen actually knew like a surprising amount of Spanish so yeah Jen was like pretty good because she had been to Central America for or sorry she went to South America for three months um, before we did our six week or two months, three months, can't remember. Jen, let me know. Um, but anyway, so she knew like more Spanish than I did. So that was like 
helpful helpful yeah for sure but yeah i don't know hmm. where's the first place you would go after COVID? We're, we're allowed to yeah travel well i guess we're allowed to travel but after it's safe to travel. where's the place i would want to go or where am i actually going to be going probably no, where do you want to go oh, okay um hmm i recently got like a little bit of like a like penchant to go to egypt really yeah i don't know why talk I, to my mom yeah, oh really yes. she's like all about it she like literally anytime i walked into her room growing up she was watching something about the pyramids <laughs> i find it super i find like that whole like history really really interesting so i think it'd be cool to go there and just like fucking like go through all the museums and stuff mm-hmm. um but where else have i been wanting to go hmm, hmm, hmm. i mean i would like to go back to japan yeah yeah what about you uh greece is always like very top of my list yeah because i that's like the next place that it's like bucket list mm-hmm. um but i'm really what mary kate and ashley movie was that in none oh sister of the traveling pants <laughs> <laughs> i'm okay, not even joking it. perfect <laughs> um so we're gonna have to get uh matching pants yeah. so we can fulfill that well i already don't want you to throw out anything that we own that together oh i'm aware so it's like kind of the same thing sisterhood <laughs> of the closet yeah um but the Philippines, I'd be really interested to go to. But also, um, I really still want to go to Bali. I want to, I want to travel yeah. in Bali. I actually am. Yeah, I'm down for that too. Really, Bali? Yeah, I Indonesia was like pretty freaking cool. That's so interesting because I I feel like every time I bring up Bali, you're kind of like me. Yeah, I mean, again, I've gotten soft in my old age. Okay. Yeah. This is great news for me. Yeah, and and I do think like a little trot. It's just you know what it is like more than anything. I'm like pretty much like yes to any destination no to the flight right <laughs> like right. i do not want to take the 20 hour flight to get there yeah but like i mean yeah that's yeah. that's where like i want to I, I think it would be if i had like all the money in the world and all the time in the world i would like to plan more trips where like you're flying a little bit closer mm-hmm. and then kind of carrying on to the further destination because those long haul flights are brutal yeah i agree with that yeah I want to do some circuits, you know? <laughs> That's what That's I want. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, well, catch us in Bali 2022. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I said 2022. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably more realistic. Yeah. Okay, well. We got lots of time to save. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, hopefully that was interesting. I feel like we didn't really talk much about the destination. We just dicked around. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you do. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, big shout out to Matt. Thank you, Matt, for co-hosting last week for me. Yeah. I appreciate it. He really loved it. He was watching himself this morning. Was he? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.